You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is Archery Unfiltered, where I, Wendell Souza, cover. California archery events and what it takes to make you a better archer. What's up, Archery Unfiltered? How are you guys doing? This is a late podcast. It's a Sunday. Uh, I don't have a good excuse for you guys, but I don't think you guys, I don't think anyone keeps up on my shows live anyway. I mean, I know I do. Maybe my mom does. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know if you guys all do. But anyway, I'm, st- I'm trying to keep it to one show a week. Uh, so, you know, because I'm going to keep cranking out, I'm going to try to keep cranking out shows. Uh, you know, some shows are going to be kind of shitty. Some are going to be fillers. I'll try to make them all um, entertaining for you guys. <laughs> pretty sure i think my, my mom watches my, my mom listens to this then in one of my, my more recent episodes she's gonna be like he was huffing nitrous <laughs> so uh but anyway uh how's everyone doing uh i hope everyone's getting into the indoor groove um leagues are all starting up all over the place you know i mean i, I mainly cover the the bay area here in california but i know you know my friends over yonder uh i'm sure indoor leagues are starting for you guys as well if they haven't already um it's exciting man i love this time of the year i know i've said it before and maybe i'm doing like (laughs) i don't know if any of you if any of you guys are meat-headed enough to listen to joe rogan it is like every other podcast he's either talking about Bigfoot, DMT, or just some, I don't know. It's like the same shit over and over again. And I might be doing the exact same thing with indoor. But goddamn, I love indoor season. The ups and downs of it, it's it's exciting. I, some people can say indoor is boring. The only way indoor is boring is if you shoot 30Xs constantly. And, and you're just like, oh man, there's nothing for me here. This is too easy. Because the challenge is right there. God damn, this is a fun, this is a fun game, you know. Have you figured it out? Have you figured out how to shoot thirty X games? I doubt it. I bet you didn't. Um, before I get into what's going on, you know, in this little world of mine, uh, for everyone that's still shooting skinny arrows, I mean, you shouldn't be. We should all be twenty threes or above at this point. But if you're one of the holdouts, if you're a diehard, um, oh, I think I got a crying baby here. If you're a diehard, November 21st is the turkey shoot. Uh, hold on one second. All right, I'm sorry, fuckos. Uh, I just got a, I had a little baby monitor right next to me. I'm trying to 
trying to take care of the podcast and somehow still be a dad. But anyway, uh, yeah, Turkey Shoot, November 21st, 2021 at Redwood Bowman. This is a really fun shoot. I believe it's every seventh, uh, like every seventh place gets a turkey or something like that. Uh, I've never shot it. I've always had to work it when I was a Redwood Bowman member. But I haven't, you know, I haven't done my part as far as being a club member, and there's no way I'm going to be able to do that now. So I'm just a, I'm just a regular archer guy. But uh, if you are so inclined to uh, go and try to win a turkey, and you still got skinny arrows, and you still want to shoot like a safari style event, bam, turkey shoot, Redwood Bowman, November twenty first, twenty twenty one. That same day is the AB Invitational. And the AB Invitational is invite only. So, you know, I'll, I'll um, let you guys know how it's going go, to go. I'll, I'll be there. It's going to be a bloodbath, I'm sure. Uh, in other archery news, uh, for the Yahi Bowman, they had the fall fling, I believe it's called. My friend, Gus Ulrich, uh, took it. He's got a nice shiny belt buckle. Uh, it looks great. Uh, good job, Gus. I've always wanted to get that buckle. Um, it's not an easy shoot. Uh, it's a good one. It's a late season 3D shoot. Um, well done, buddy. Uh, I just think uh, it's credit where credit is due. Um, let's see. In other archery news, if you guys want to hear some crazy shit... Crazy, crazy shit. Uh, let's see. Blake Jerome shot uh, at the Triple X Classic. Shot a six, six, 6.59. He dropped 1X. And then lost to Bodie Turner. That's Joel Turner's little boy. <laughs> this is uh, this is nuts. I said this on Rudy's podcast. Um, these shooters up in Washington... Man, on fire. They're they're literally making us look like babies down here. And I got no problem being a baby. I mean, you know, I'm cool being a baby for now. I'll figure it out. Oh, it's going to be a long road, but damn. Well done, Blake Jerome. Uh, shooting a bananas score. And goddamn, Bodie Turner. I said this before, like, the only way Bodie Turner is going to lose momentum is if he gets some uh, young girl pregnant and then winds up on, like, you know, 16 and pregnant or, uh, man, I don't know. Maybe he falls in love with go-kart racing or something like that. But I think he's too far invested at this point. He's he's crushing it, and uh, it's going to be amazing to see this kid when he's in his 20s, you know. Uh, I don't know. It's crazy. But I know Bodie's, you know, I've, I've talked to some people, you know, some people about it and I'm like, man, he's like a product of Joel Turner. Apparently he's a product of a lot of good shooters. And so it's, you know, I can't just say he's all, um, iron mind shot process, but goddamn, can you imagine being a little kid and just fucking going toe to toe with monsters like Blake Jerome? He gives me the willies. I get willies just shooting against guys down here. Um, I had a little bit of practice today. Uh, I got to practice with Mark Rubio, my friends Darren and Bet, my buddy Jim. Uh, it was cool. Uh, I, I don't get the uh, 
and I'm not doing any leagues this year. Um, I just can't do the time commitment. But I got to tell you guys, if you can commit to one day going to a league or two days, I mean, there's a lot of benefits to league. Um, the main benefit is shooting under pressure. When I was, uh, you know, going whole hog in, in archery, my plan was Tuesday after work, I would go to archery only and shoot their league. Um, and then I believe it was Wednesday. I would do Wednesday or Thursday. I would do the fat shafts league. And then another time I did archery only's league and then San Francisco archers league. So I do two leagues back to back and it was like, man, shooting two leagues or three, if you can fit it in, it, it's just awesome because you're shooting for score and there's a little bit of pressure there, you know? And it's not a pressure that you get. Like, I, I tried to tell myself I can give myself this pressure just trying to shoot clean in my in my home range, you know? But it's different. It's different. When you're with other people, there's, you know, there's words being exchanged, jokes are going around, you know, everything kind of changes. So the benefit of going to league is huge. And I know leagues are kicking off, so if you guys are serious about upping your game, go to your local shop and sign up for the league. It will make you a better shooter. I promise you that. It'll make you a better shooter. And you don't have to ask me questions. You have to be like, oh, man, how much helical here or blah, blah, blah. No, no. Just shoot the league. Shoot the league. I promise you you pick up points. You get better. It makes you a, a badass. It makes you a seasoned badass. If you shoot a whole crap ton of leagues, you, you'll be a monster. So... Um, yeah, uh, so I got a little bit of practice, got to shoot with Mark Rubio, who's goddamn shooting amazing as always. Oh, other archery news for anyone who cares. The Jordan project got, uh, delayed or postponed till December. So it changes the roster guys that, you know, some guys that could go, can't go now. Other guys can go, but it's pushing, you know, it's going to take certain, heavy hitters out of in certain indoor shoots and um yeah and then other guys that were preparing that were all set up for 50 meters are now grabbing their indoor shit so a bunch of giants are coming in you know a bunch of big wigs are coming in to to fuck shit up now so everyone you know buckle up get ready it's i mean you know I say big wigs. This is California big wigs. I'm not talking like Washington big wigs. Although we have that potential, it's there. It can be done, guys. We just got to figure it out. We just got to work through it. And I think you know the blueprint's there. Blake Blake Jerome laid it out, man. You know, two hours of blank bail, two hours of shooting. Bam, do it every day. Like you, you got it. I think he might do more. I, I might have like condensed it in my brain, but. And then you know. Start smoking whatever this Bodie Turner kid's smoking. I, you know, he's whatever they're selling at that kid's high school. You find it, find it, and package it. Bring it to me. I'll test it for you. So, <laughs> pretty cool. Pretty cool. Seeing uh, it like in Vegas, we might see people we know shooting the championship. How cool is that? I mean, I'm excited. Um. What else is going on? Uh, I think I got some questions. Ah, I um, I actually had one of my uh, well, the 
the master Ben Hobbs himself uh, was listening to me talk about how I my I get hung up on the release, like my release hand gets hung up, and um, you know it gets hard for me to execute shots. And it is so cool that <laughs> someone like Ben Hobbs can listen to my <laughs> silly podcast and be like, "Hey, I have an answer." And then he calls me and tells me, "Hey, here's the answer." Holding weight. So he called it right away. He was like, I bet your holding weight is low. And he asked me, what is it? And I was like, well, I shoot 80% let off mods on my Matthews bow. I really like the way my bow holds. When I shot really good, you know, back in the day, I shot all my bows at like 51 pounds, maybe 53 pounds. And I know that's like not sexy to you guys. And a lot of people are probably turning off the podcast now, but that's when I shot really good. I shot my 924 with a bow that was shooting like a 53 pounds. Like that's that's crazy. I shot my um, my indoor score. My 899 was shot 51 pounds, and maybe because I got tiny fingers or little, you know, baby muscles or whatever. But it makes holding really easy for me, and it makes executing really easy. The way I set my bows up, I don't have to worry about creeping because I'm pulling into the wall, right? the wall's nice and solid, I'm going to pull into it. Uh, with that being said, that tension in my release hand can get me to lock up. And I start to over-aim, and I get more tense, and that release ain't going off. I start to over-aim, and it's just kind of like a cycle that feeds through. So I'm trying to fight, you know, I'm currently working through this stuff, trying to fight fight through it. Ben Hobbs calls me and says, hey man, uh, your holding weight might be too low. It might be so low that you don't have anything like really pulling against your fingers. And uh, he said, just give it a try. He's like, you know, there's no no harm in just trying it. If it doesn't work, you know what you're doing is working for the most part. So I gave it a try, and holy crap, like the release goes off so easy. Like up in that holding weight, that release is, it is, it is kicking shots out way easy. Now I have to examine my stabilizer weights again because now the bow holds a little differently than what I'm used to. But that release hand problem is, is gone. So it's, if you guys are having a similar problem, right, where you're locking up on the release hand, you can do it, you can approach this a couple ways, right? One is you can just up the poundage on your bow and that will slowly increase or slightly increase your holding weight. Um, you can change mods, right, to a lower let off module. The less let off it has, the more holding weight you will be holding at full draw. The other thing you can do is stack weight on your front stabilizer. The if you're you have weight on the front of your stabilizer, your bow is pulling, it's tipping forward. There's weight pulling forward, and that is weight that is going against your fingers. So one of the things I also did was I went back to my my baby let off modules, my eighty percents, and then I started stacking weight on the front to see, you know, because I knew that eighty percent aimed good for me. Maybe I can add more weight to the front and sure enough same thing like it worked that holding weight up in that holding weight it helped me oh hold on a second I, you guys bear with me for one second i see a huge spider over here and uh i'm not a fan of spiders let me just kill this motherfucker die bitch all right yeah, sometimes sometimes things go pretty easy so anyway uh, that holding weight, bam, 
that can affect whether or not you freeze up on their release. So if you're suffering from the same problem I am, that's one way to do it. One way to, to what do they call that? To go around the problem. Or, fi- you know, you can call it fix. Whatever. I truly believe the fix is mental. My mental game is a little a little sloppy, and it's because I, I don't get to see anybody. I'm like a, like a mole in my basement right now when I get to see people. It's, it's amazingly fun. <laughs> it's a good time. So, let me see. I got a couple more questions. All right. Uh, one question. I guess a statement. I noticed you were getting fatter. Yes, I am getting fatter. Uh, <laughs> thanks for looking. Um, okay. One one of uh, my listeners said, "Hey, can you blank bail with a shot trainer, and ha- have you use your bow and not have to use your bow, etc.? Or does the process of blank bailing really only work when you use arrows through your bow?" I don't know. Right. I would guess that you don't. I would imagine you just need a D loop, and uh, I mean. It depends on what your shot trainer is, but I would imagine you just need to work your release, you know? Uh, I don't think it's going to be 100% the same as actually shooting your bow, but I don't think it's going to hurt you. Um, I heard on a, a John Dudley podcast, like, ages ago, he said the best season he shot was that a, a season where he didn't get to practice a lot, and he was like a sales rep or something for Easton, or some company, maybe it was Hoyt. And so he would sit in his office all day, and he would practice his release with uh, a long piece of D-loop. And he would just do it over and over and over again. And uh, he said that was, like, one of his best scoring seasons. So, you know, I don't know what your shot trainer is. I see Stefan Hansen's got, like, a a big plastic bow with a rubber band and a, and a D-loop. You could use that. I don't know. Um, if I were going to blank bail, I would just use my bow. Cause I'm, I'm really, one of the things I'm trying to get across to you guys on this podcast, is you don't have to buy a ton of shit, right? Uh, you can get good without buying. I mean, and I know it's not good to say for the industry because as far as archery industry goes and needing to grow and needing to make money so that it can keep growing and keep bringing you new bows and stuff. It has to sell you shit. You have to buy garbage. Well, you have to buy stuff. You don't have to buy garbage, all right? And so, in my personal opinion, a big plastic bow that you strap your iPhone to and then you snap away at a big rubber band sounds like garbage. I think the best, if you want the best blank bailing experience, you should use your bow. And, hey, you can support the industry and buy a buy a block target, you know? Go to your local shop, get a block target, and then pound away at that. Turn that thing into burger, you know? So there you go. That's what it is. You don't have to buy garbage. I'll, help, I'll tell you guys what to buy that's quality. <laughs> quality stuff. So, yeah. Um, you know, and maybe someone out there is going to say, hey, Wendell, I think you're wrong. I totally invite people to come on and debate me. I mean, I'm not really going to debate. More often, I'm going to listen because a, a different point of view, especially in archery, it, in my mind, is uh, is always a good thing. Um, 
I don't think I think archery is one of the sports that is so like overlaid with bro science, you know, and not a ton of actual science. I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, engineers are making the bow and stuff, but can you tell me why a 300 grain point is better than a 150 grain point for an indoor arrow? I don't know. I mean, I think an engineer like my brother would say it will resist yaw <laughs> or pitch and yaw or something like that. But I think the point of, I think he told me the point of diminishing returns on point weight is very small. So I bet you George Technichoff would know the answer. If anyone knows George Technichoff, uh, if you're friends with him or whatever, uh, and you, you know, after work, you guys are at a strip club, uh, in between stuffing ones in someone's asshole, ask him, Hey dude, uh, what's the deal with point weight and indoor arrows? He's said before 120 grain points is the point of diminishing returns for a field arrow. Tell me what's up with this indoor shit. Because Easton makes both. At one point, it was like you get a 150-grain point or you can get a 300. They didn't have much in between for the 27-12. So they must have thought there wasn't much reason, right? I don't, you know. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. I've shot them all, and I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like, they all shoot good. Everything shoots good when you shoot good. Uh, I had a good friend of mine, uh, Master Rubio today, shoot my arrows. We did a little test where we switched arrows. I think Mark's arrows were built all wrong. And uh, he still kicked my butt with his arrows built all wrong. But when he shot my arrows, he really kicked my ass. Like, there was a difference. There was like a highway robbery, right? Which was him shooting his own arrows. And then there was him burning my whole house down and then pissing all over the ashes. That was him shooting my arrows. So I do think arrows can make a difference. I think it can raise your X count. Uh, maybe you can catch a couple more lines, whatever. But Mark made a good point, which was if you break it, if you break in the middle, that arrow is going to go in the middle. And I truly believe he's right. Like that's a very good point. So give me one second here. Oh, right. I totally forgot. So speaking of, an engineer actually does listen to my show that isn't I'm not related to, and she told me that I had a podcast where I was talking about the differences in material, the um, aluminum, the differences in aluminum and carbon arrows, and why I think you have to tune them differently. And I cited something called modulus elasticity, which is a term that gets tossed around a lot in carbon fiber manufacturing and bicycle manufacturing. Um, and she told uh, my buddy, she told Rudy that I was wrong about this and she'd like to tell me why I'm wrong. And so if you're out there, person, engineer, I welcome you to come on my show or you can just message me and I'll, you know, I'll tell everyone why I was wrong. I got no problem. Let's figure out exactly what it is. You know, um, there is something though. I did some digging because I, I, you know, when I'm told I'm wrong, I, I like to know why. So I, I'll, I'll do a little bit of digging and sleuthing on my own. But I found something that will explain why I might be right. Okay. Aluminum and carbon as materials with similar properties, as in similar dimensions, have different damping ratios. So that is the, uh, 
you know, if there's a frequency going through it, i.e. the material is bending, it will return to zero at different rates. So maybe I'm using the wrong words, but my the vision in my mind of that arrow returning to zero is still the same. Where I might be wrong, okay, is that I actually built uh, my brother um, a long time ago. I bought my brother some twenty-seven twelves because he was shooting an indoor league with me, and we were having a lot of fun doing that. And since then, my brother has not picked up his bow. So I took his twenty-seven twelves and uh, I cut them to a short length. I believe they're twenty-eight and a half inches long. Plugged a hundred and fifty grain point in them. They fly great. They fly freaking great. So, whatever my theories are as far as arrow tuning are kind of out the window right now. I really don't know what I'm talking about. I do know that for me personally, my bow and myself, I'm I'm getting better luck with lighter arrows. This could be a draw length thing. I just talked to my buddy Austin Watts a couple days ago. He told me that some of the expendables i.e. Uh, Randy Tucker, I believe, um, told him that, I guess the, the thing that they did back in the day was you chased speed. You wanted, uh, you know, I don't know if you're trying to match a certain speed or there's a speed, a feet per second that suits you. I don't know exactly what it is, but speed is the key. To get in a badass indoor arrow. And I believe that. I mean, I've seen a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of 3D guys that will just run 3D arrows for indoor. You see a lot of 3D guys kick ass at indoor also. Um, you know, I got a handful of arrows that are 3D-ish. I don't shoot 3D because I suck at it. I shoot Safari, which is kind of like 3D. But um, real real 3D? Whew, that's some tough shit. Also... Mr. Rubio shared something with me. Kyle Douglas, I believe on the What Arrows Are the Pro Shooting episode, I stated that Kyle Douglas shot a 30-inch arrow. That is incorrect. I believe what Mark told me is that he said he shoots a 24 and a half or 24 and a quarter or 24 something inch arrow, 200 grain point for Fletch. That is short as hell. I've done it before, though. <laughs> I can tell you guys I've done it. I shot an arrow that was cut right up to the blade. It was a PS26, four-fletch feathers. And I shot that in one state um, state indoor. I don't know why I moved away. I mean, I, you know, I, I always change things that are working good. And let me tell you something. One thing that I noticed about Mark um, when I was able to you know, w w like wave away the dust that was occluding my vision from the ass kicking he was given today. I was able to notice that this dude doesn't change shit. He, well, today for his, his indoor bow is a generation one TRX, right? His old red bow. His, uh, triple X's are like, I think from the late eighties, they're, uh, before, like they, um, the labels almost look hand drawn. That's how old they are, right? Um, he he's got the original B Stinger bar on, right? For people that don't remember what the original B Stinger bars, I don't remember because I wasn't even shooting when those things came out. All right, but a, an original B Stinger it looks weird. 
it looks like someone took a like a pipe, like someone that was laying pipe for a house, like just took a pipe and then screwed two ends onto it. Only it's carbon. It's heavy. It's super thick. It's th- it's stiff as fuck, and it's longer than hell. It's like thirty. I think he said it was thirty six inches. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, dude, still kills, and it wasn't even close today. Like this guy, you know, Mark shot really good today. So. There's strength in not changing your gear, especially when you get disheartened. Say you have a bad day, right? What's the first thing you're going to do? Speed up your release, change your release, add an ounce to the front, take an ounce off the back, take an ounce off the front. Who knows what? You're going to change something. Don't do it. Unless your setup is real dog shit. I mean, some people I see that, you know, not even holding – they're not even (laughs) – they're not holding good, or they're having, they're really struggling. I haven't seen anyone uh, do this lately, but I can remember people that would have like a, a rough setup and would say, "Well, you know, I'm doing what you said, man. I'm just going to hold it together. I'm not going to change anything." Ah. You know, if the problem doesn't go away in a week, change something. If it, if you can clear it up in a week, keep rolling the same setup. You don't need to be changing everything every, every time something goes wrong. 90% of the problems are going to be in your head. They're going to be mental. So you just got to work it out. All right? And it's a, it's a shitty it's a shitty answer. It's like, um, hey, Wendell, what can I buy to fix this issue? Nothing. You just fucking work it out. And <laughs> Mark was saying today, oh, people hate it when I say it, but, you know, I'm going to tell them every time, shoot your bow. Shoot your damn bow. And uh, it very much reminds me, I think I may have said it earlier, of uh, Hicks and Gracie, who said, the best way to get better at jujitsu is to do more jujitsu. And I know a bunch of people are probably like, oh, who gives a fuck about jujitsu? I, I get it. You know, we're archers. We're not built for jujitsu. We're, uh, we're a softer, you know, a softer people. Um,. But there's a lot of wisdom in what Mark's saying. And uh, if you want to get better at archery, shoot more archery. If you want to get better at shooting competition archery, shoot more competition archery. Uh, you want to get better shooting against killers. I mean, god damn. Hey, Bodie Turner, if you are looking at colleges, I know you're only a little kid right now. But San Francisco State University is great college. Uh it's where I went to school. Don't get a Bachelor of Arts degree because they're not worth anything. But definitely, if you want to shoot here, there's plenty of shops. I'll pay for you to join a league down here. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this weekend, let's see. My plan is, I mean, if anyone cares, if anyone's following my practice, I hope you guys are practicing too. And you're following along with me and you're thinking, oh, man, maybe I had a, I had a better week than Wendell this week or maybe I had a worse week, whatever. If you had a worse week... Dust yourself off. It's going to be okay. Keep running the program. You need to keep shooting your bow. After 500 arrows, that bow is going to tell you if you need to. Uh, that bow is going to tell you if you need to change something. Give it 500 arrows. Um, otherwise, it's in your head, man. You know, you can work it out. Sometimes things don't have to change. Sometimes you just need to evolve and get better. And so. My goal for this week, force myself to evolve. How? I don't know. I've seen it done in Pokemon before when I was a kid. Now, people that are looking at my age are like, well, wait a minute. He's 37 now. He must have been like 
18 or 19 when Pokemon came out. <laughs> that's a damn, that's, a, that's an adult. Anyway, I'm going to force myself to evolve this week. Um, there's always something, you know, where it, myself personally, I'm known to change things. After the Coyote 600, I changed some stuff on my bow. Probably not the best idea. Probably should have just done what Ben Hobbs said and just up the the holding weight and let it be. But I had already I'm already already deep into fiddling, right? I'm kind of taking myself out to sea here. Do you do this? Do you guys do this? I know a lot of good shooters do this, and uh, not good. Remember what uh, John Weaver said: just just shoot. He's like, get yourself tuned, get yourself tuned up. Don't mess with your bows so much. Just wasting time, and I got to agree. Um, this weekend, I'm planning to do a practice with uh, some killers, and hopefully, I can get my my head out of my ass. So, hopefully, you guys can do the same. It's indoor season; leagues is happening. So, get your head out of your ass. Oh man, I'm drinking a Lacroix right now. These things are awesome, and that's. Pretty much all I got for you guys today. Um, shorter episode. Again, I love the the positive comments you guys send. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, I can take negative comments. You guys don't have to. You guys don't have to look like softball me here. Um, again, this engineer who said, "Wendell, you are mistaken." Please educate me. Educate the listeners. You know, I don't have many guests with an engineering background. So I would love someone to come on and, and pepper this show with some science. A lot of it's bro science. And, you know, I'm I'm not saying I'm innocent of bro science. I'm probably one of the worst perpetrators of it. Uh, you know, with that being said, I'm really not a bro. I'm kind of a, uh, you know, what's the word? Soft-spoken poet, I guess. Uh, Something like that. So, my setup that I'm running right now, guys, I ran it at the Coyote 600. Just give you guys the rundown. Uh, Super Drive 27 seemed to be the winning arrow. 150 grain points, four fletch, left helical, hard left helical. Uh, I got my Eastern Contour bars on right now. I was going to let my buddy use my... um, my carbon crafts, but as of right now, carbon crafts are, I think, on hold. I, I'm, this might be proprietary information, or maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but you guys know supply chain issues are happening. So if you order carbon crafts, prepare to wait for a little bit. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm running. Eastern Contour Bars. My main reason for running the contour bar is I'm going to the, the setup. I'm trying to create the setup that I shot my best with back in the day. I can't get out and mix it up with people as much as I want to. So it means I got to be smart, you know. Where I'm going to be stupid is going to be with my release and my arrows, which I am known for being stupid. Like I'm and I'll work on it. You know, this show's all about getting better. You guys work on your shit with me. Uh, you know, as always, write in. Tell me what your uh, tell me what your questions are. If anyone wants to come on and debate, I really don't debate because I, you know, 
Most of the time, I don't care. I, I think the most I ever debated was with Alex Mueller, and we ended up agreeing on damn near everything. So, uh, yeah, I'm running a super light, fast 27 arrow. Uh, it has good reviews from two shooters right now that I admire. Uh, one is Rubio. The other is uh, Rudy. Rudy also likes that arrow. I'm going to hit the practice uh, hard this week, and I'll report to you guys and let you know how it goes. Um, hope to see you guys out there. Uh, this episode, giving you the, the sponsor rundown, brought to you by DB Custom Coatings. Darren and Bet, Sarah Coaten Masters. Darren is known to Saracote with like a, a robot level tolerance. Uh, I think it was some company that was like, show us the robot you use. And he was like, oh, I, don't, I don't use a robot. It's just me. And they're like, okay, well, you know, what brand of coffee are you drinking? Cause this is amazing. Uh, they have been doing some really nice shit with releases also like Darren and bet. Uh, they, I've seen uh, two or three releases that look really good. Um, the bow, that's where I'm going next. Getting a bow, uh, Cerakoted. Maybe I might get some inserts or outserts uh, for hunting Cerakoted. I don't know. We'll see. Darren's doing really good with indoor right now, so I'm not trying to bog him down with uh, a bunch of work. But that doesn't mean you guys don't have to, okay? If I, if you guys bog him down, I'm not going to feel guilty about that. Um, so, yeah. Just so you guys know, Mark Rubio is shooting a triple X at 31 inches with a 300 grain point. Right helical, because maybe he can't afford a left helical clamp, right? His strings would call for left helical, judging by the way they twist. And with how good my arrow shot out of his bow today, I'm certain he should be shooting left helical. But he's shooting a right helical, I want to say 400 ish flex fletch vein and he pounds the guy is shooting an air to me that arrow is it's good but it's not oh god i hate the word forgiving it's not a forgiving arrow right and the reason why i hate this word forgiving because it's like oh so i hear some guys are like oh, i broke my you know pin broke outside at four o'clock well into the night and the arrow landed inside it's like dude is that what you want you want an arrow that's just got a mind of its own? Like, what if you piss that arrow off and it just decides to dive into the four? Like, no, you want it, you want it to be predictable. The arrow should land where your pin is. And for me, for some reason, I, I would break shots that I thought were good and it wasn't landing. Maybe I wasn't sighting in good, but a 300-grain point did not agree with me. Maybe it will agree with you guys. You got to try it. Again, I'm not the biggest proponent. I'm buying a bunch of shit. But, it, like, triple X's, they make adjustable points. You can you can get the, the shell point and fill it up with weights, and you can fiddle around until you're blue in the face. A uh, little hack out there for everyone that likes Easton Super Drives. They take gold tip components. The 23 does and the 27. And they're adjustable. And somebody told me that the Easton point, the Easton Super Drive point, is threaded... The same threads as gold tip weights. What? I haven't tested that yet, so I don't know if it's true. I'm still running gold tip components in my shit. But yeah. Um, 
little disclaimer, uh, you guys, if you are getting hung up on your release, on your release hand, it is not a good idea to just speed it up. Okay, because you will speed it up so much that you will punch yourself in the face. I haven't done it personally, but a guy I know that's really awesome did it, like, just the other day. And damn near fucking shot out, (laughs) shot his window out. Poor bastard. But anyway, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Sorry, this is a short podcast. This is just another filler one. I'm trying to bring, you know, if you guys give me more questions, I'll give you more bro answers. <laughs> and eventually I'll get some scientists on here that will be like, Wendell, what the fuck are you telling these people? So those are my setups, guys. Um, still shooting a hinge. Uh, my last, my plan in my brain is the last thing I do that strays from the program is going to be to go back and th- try a thumb button again. Um, there's a thumb button that I have in mind that I want to try, so I'm not like just going to run out and try any old thumb button and set myself down this weird path. Um, but my plan is get all the shit, get it back together, and go to town. Just get to work. Doing what the Rubio says, shoot the bow. Get your shit and get it together. All right, guys, so... Hopefully that is the pick-me-up that you were waiting to hear. All right? Uh, You guys have a wonderful day. Shoot better than Baldwin. All right? Later, guys.